ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. All right, folks, welcome to tonight's episode of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and tonight I am joined by Uncle Mark and a special guest, Jscar. You may recognize going, him from guys? chat. <laughs> I'm here live. I'm not a cat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you're okay. an actual person, right? That's what a cat would say. Apparently, I've I've missed out on a joke. I don't know what this is, but I've heard this twice. You this haven't see, you haven't seen that? I've I've practically sworn off the social medias, so oh my perhaps All right. that's why. <laughs> All right, you do your you do your show stuff. Oh man, oh yeah, oh. We're, we're dropping. It's a one link. of the funniest. Th- it's one of the funniest things I've seen that's, in recent memory. That's great. Well, I'll, I guess I'll have to watch it after the show, unless we're going to share it with the stream. <laughs> All right, so tonight we brought in Jay Scar for uh, a fun little topic that I kind of thought up off the top of my head. We were going to do last week. Sorry, folks, for missing last week's show. Something came up family-wise, um, and we just couldn't do the show. So, uh, And on that topic, I could save this for announcements, but I figure I'll just do it now. Next week's show is probably also going to be canceled. I don't think moved. It's Things are up in the air. There's There's a medical procedure happening. It got moved, and that's all the details I'm going to give you. Uh, so basically, we're not going to have a show next Thursday. Probably we'll pick up with the normal schedule after that. So like, I don't know, the end of March. I guess the second episode of March is probably going to be our next episode. So you're just going to have Beware to live the with Ides that. Beware the Ides of March. You're just going to have to live with that. Um, so uh, let's see. Oh, there was one other thing I just kind of wanted to tease, and I'm going to... Uh, Add a thing to the stream quick. So if you're not watching live, uh, you're gonna you're gonna miss this. But right now there's there's an additional camera in the stream, and the reason that's there is because we're working on revamping some of the way we use Patreon. You guys are awesome. A lot of people have been giving money to the show with really, I mean, we haven't had a whole lot of perks in the way of, of, of Patreon, and I'm trying to fix that. One of those things is going to be a behind-the-scenes uh, Discord channel where on show night, you guys are going to be able to see us do the show, or at least see from my perspective. If you see this camera at the bottom of the uh, the stream, you can see like my desk and my, my hands moving around, and you can see whatever. Well, in Discord, you'll be able to actually hear us, right? So there'll be some opportunities for perhaps pre-show banter, Maybe we could bring patrons into the show if we want to, because this is all linked through my mixer. So you guys can hear me, and I can hear you if you talk to us, um, if I enable it, of course. So that's a thing that's coming. It may be here before the next show. It all depends on how things pan out the next couple of weeks. But keep that in mind. Basically, I'm going to revamp the tiers on Patreon. And once those are revamped, there'll be links to Discord to give you the proper roles in Discord. And once you have those roles, then you can actually... uh, hop into uh, to this channel so it's a long-winded way of saying we love the patrons we're trying to give back and this is how we're going to do it so let's go ahead and get into let's go ahead and get into the topic what do you think so tonight's topic um i guess i'm just going to start it off with a little bit of background story there's a open source thermostat project which uh, after our last show on home automation um, I was talking to Avery, and he's, you know, because I'm trying to basically find a better thermostat to work with uh, Home Assistant, right? So I've set up Home Assistant. I'm doing some very minor things with it. I managed to get it talked to my two Nest thermostats that I have. I have a need for 
three more thermostats because that's just the way my house was set up. We have a lot of thermostats, even though it's not a very large house. There's just the heating zones are broken up. So he finds this, this open source project for an open source thermostat. I thought, that's awesome. It is Raspberry Pi Zero based, right? So I have a Raspberry Pi Zero sitting right here. Anyone watching the stream nice. can see this on camera. Um, that's going to be what's powering the thing. There's a custom PCB that needs to be printed, which I already have uh, ordered, and I'm waiting for that to arrive. And there's a whole bunch of components I need to buy, and then it's some soldering to do, <laughs> and then a case to print out. There's going to be quite a bit of work, but I've got like a whole stash of parts here as they're arriving over here on the shelf next to my desk. And, um, well, I'm just really looking forward to actually getting my hands dirty and building this thing. And if it works, I'm going to build three of them to... Nice. I like how you slipped in in the case to print out and my 3D printer yeah, was right. the implied right. sentence. So I have because I, I have, have a 3D, 3D printer, printer now. now. I may as well use that. Did I tell stuff. you I have a 3D printer? So yeah. the the whole reason I'm building it, like you can actually buy these things pre-made. They had a uh, something like a Kickstarter, but it was through a different funding uh, place, and. Mm -hmm. um, you can go there and you can say, I would like a thermostat and here's $130 or something. And they were, they, they'll build it for you and send it to you. They have their own manufacturing facility and everything. Well, not their own. They have a manufacturing plant building stuff for them. They um, have a 3D printer. They have a 3D printer and people that can solder and whatnot and people who can print PCBs, all that stuff. They might have two 3D printers. We don't know. They might have two. They might have several. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, so the problem is... I guess the story goes they were in the process of changing manufacturing facilities and then COVID hit and they were not able to get their manufacturing facilities spun back up. So whatever they had in stock at the time is what they're selling and they're sold out of all of the US, uh, US compatible thermostats. They have a couple of the EU kits left, but they don't have assembled thermostats. So if you live somewhere, I guess, uh, where, where your heating setup is in the you know, EU manner, uh, you could go buy one of these if you want to. They're called Hestia Pies, H-E-S-T-I-A-P-I. -E um, and I'll put a link to their site in the show notes then. They're not there just yet. But anyway, um, because they're sold out, I thought, I really want one of these things. And it's an open source project, so that should mean that everything I need is information that's accessible to me, right? And... I've had mixed results. I, I don't want to talk down about the project. I just, it feels like they've made assumptions because the project is old-ish. It was founded in like 2016 is when they started. That's the, as far back as their Git repo goes anyway. And, I didn't realize it was that old. Right. So the, the thing is they've had several revisions of this thing, of their thermostat, and it seems like they've made some assumptions along the way that, you know, people who are familiar with the project already know so in the latest revision, they don't call out certain things, right? So they have, they have a bill of materials on their site, right? Which should mean you can just go there, find the part numbers, and go order your parts. Well, they don't list part numbers. They don't list where to get them. They don't even suggest anything for, except for a handful of pieces. Uh, they just say, you know, like one of them is listed like, uh, long pin for display. <laughs> so no. what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> right? <Okay>. Long <laughs> pin. Detailed bomb. Yeah, right. The, the, the bomb is not detailed enough, right? It, it definitely gets you what you need if you know what you're looking for already, but I don't, okay. right? I mean, this is one of the first, I shouldn't say first, this is one of the first times I've sourced my own parts for a project like this. I've bought kits and assembled them in the past, which is why I sure. wasn't afraid to do that. But um, 
So anyway, this brought to the forefront of my brain. This might be a fun little topic to talk about, right? So this is, in my opinion, one of the failings of open source or community-driven projects, right? I basically had to go to their message forums, a.k.a. their community, and start asking a bunch of questions like, okay, where do I find this component? What component do I need for that? What does this mean, right? And uh, some of their some of their community already had some of this documented. I found a pretty detailed list of the components you need to build the EU version. The US version needs a whole different power supply, but otherwise is largely, largely the same setup. Uh, but there was no information anywhere about where to get the power supply. And then when I found on their bomb, they actually had this like string, which turned out to be the part number and a link to the website, but you can't buy it from that peep, those people because they, I think they do custom manufacturing or something, or they expect you to buy in bulk, right? So mm. it was more or less like a lead <laughs> to find the part, but not a thing an average consumer can just go buy, right? So um, anyway, I thought we'd have the full complement of co-hosts tonight, and then everyone dropped out <laughs> except for Uncle Mark. Because <laughs> I'm always with you, babe. Jscar was was kind enough to hop in last minute because we were testing uh, basically the Discord thing. We were testing it Did out I just with call him. him. Babe, what? Have I drank that much? Jeez. I think I, what did. are you drinking tonight? Is the question. This, my friend, is Buffalo Trace, the mighty buffalo riding over the plains. Mighty. Yeah, I think I accidentally called I called Nate Babe, which oof, people are going to analyze that for years. You might have. You might have done that. You might have done that. <laughs> mm. I'll just be quiet now. All right. Yeah, yeah, no one believes <laughs> that. So, he had a thought. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, um, Jay Scar here is one of our coworkers, right? So all three of us on the show tonight work at Red Hat. Uh, so we may have skewed opinions <laughs> about open source and how it works and how maybe it should work. Uh, so take that all with a grain of salt. Uh, I was hoping Jason would be here. And believe it or not, folks, you guys remember Dustin? Dustin was a co-host probably two years ago at this point, and then his life kind of got hectic enough because they had kids and, you know, whatever, and he couldn't be on the show as much. He was going to be back tonight, and then that fell through, so. <laughs> Hope everything's okay. Womp womp. Especially with all the crazy weather that's going on, right? Oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, he was going to be on to talk about a Windows topic because, believe it or not, we got some feedback from someone that was like, why don't you guys ever talk about Windows? I'm like, well, we kind of don't know Windows. <laughs> So one of the uh, one of the accelerators is also an Iron Sysadmin viewer is like Iron Sysadmin as a hand model. The stream view has four windows, U three, and a hand model. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he must have missed your explanation. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I'm going to be describing that all night. <laughs> that's gonna be that's, that's uh, so that's uh, that's I'll call him A O because those are his initials. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, yo. AO. Uh, that's basically a new camera view Nate set up for some behind the scenes uh, stuff. Yeah. We'll see if anybody. Because if you're it. a patron, we might give you the opportunity to hang out in the green room with us and then yeah. maybe even jump in during a show. Right. We're evolving, man. Evolving. evolving. This, this was all cooked up out of just like. I don't know, call it like a, a, a half awake dream that I had. Like, that would be awesome. Let's do some behind the scenes stuff. How am I going to do that? And, and then I cook so up So you were in. 
There's... So you were in an account planning meeting or something. Yeah, right. Just totally <laughs> so, not paying attention. Those of you that can and your see mind my just hand, wandered right? all over the place. So up here <laughs> next to my monitors, I yeah, have keep those hands in view. I have a I have a desk mounted tripod and an Android phone up there. <laughs> the Android phone is then joined to a Discord voice channel. And Discord. 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 Uh, voice channel, which is, and then using Bluetooth to my mixer, which, by the way, would not be possible had the patrons not helped me buy this mixer. So awesome! Yay! Um, anyway, that makes all this possible, right? And then <laughs> this is the cool part. I just figured this out this afternoon. I actually have a USB cable running from the phone to the computer, and this cool little tool I found called. Uh, now I'm blanking on it. It's like screen screen copy, SC SCN's copy, wasn't it? Yes, it's funky. Uh, when I was looking at the person who went through and put it onto GitHub, apparently there was a challenge to make an even more challenging name to pronounce. Yeah. So I don't know that it can actually be pronounced, There's but we'll make no sure vowels. to leave a link. Yeah, <laughs> I, no I'm just gonna call it screen copy. It's basically a screen mirror for Android. Mirror. So mm -hmm. anyone who is watching that little stream can see down here. I'm going to drag it onto the, my, main, my main window here. Uh, there is this cool little um, little window that I'm getting from uh, over an Android debugging connection to the Android device, which shows me the screen, which is, which is really cool. Kind of cool. And then I just, I just have a window capture bringing that into OBS, and that's how it gets into the stream. So and the great part about it is it's completely cross-platform, too. And open source. And open source. I wonder how their community is. <laughs> but is it documented? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> that is the question, right? So, anyway, I, 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 again, I don't want to talk poorly of this this thermostat thing. Um, obviously, it's a neat project. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't even be bothering. So, um, I guess I thought we'd go down the road of, you know, between Mark and Jaysgar here, what... Do you have any examples of a project that had a similar down for a similar pitfall, right? And do you have other examples maybe of projects that did not or were handled really, really splendidly, right? So that they were really easy to jump into. I can, I can't think of names off the top of my head, but I can, I can recall running into this several times over the years where, you know, there's a, there's a thing that looks really cool and you go to use it and it's like, okay, here's this really arcane way to pull in the code, and then you need to compile it, but you really need to be a developer to learn how to compile it. You know what I mean? What do you mean there are there are uh, dependencies that you need to have installed? That wasn't in the documentation. Right, right. That's that's the exact. That's that's my point. So, right? so ahead. let's be honest. Documentation is the least sexy part of IT. Absolutely. Right. We we actually we being the royal we sometimes do a terrible terrible job of it, even when we're spent even when we're charging a lot of money for a product, um, and and so it's not a surprise that someone who is doing an open source project for the love of it, and is just tossing it up on on their GitHub and is like okay here it is um you know, knock yourself out. Maybe they write a readme file, whatever. But, you know, 
having to do documentation, that's kind of like when you used to have to show your work in math class or when you were forced to diagram sentences. Like, <laughs> maybe there's some twisted individuals who actually enjoy that, but most people don't. Um, and so, in fact, the old joke about about documentation in, it, sometimes was use the source, Luke. You know, the idea that you understand you want to understand how that works, just look at the source code, which is, of course, not realistic. Um, so, I mean, it is for folks who understand the source code. You know, they, they can right, actually but read they, whatever language is written in. <laughs> right. So what it comes down to, I, I think it, it, sometimes it comes down to um, to starting with your why, which is, a, yeah. which is a thing we say at Red Hat. The person who created the, the, the open source project is it something that they that they want lots of people to be able to use, or do they not care? They're throwing it up there because maybe there's a subset of other nerds who would find it useful, but they're not. They don't feel like documenting it, so they're not going to bother. Um, and and so they legitimately don't care. Now I remember in the early days of Linux, I had a great deal of respect for folk who would who would write the how tos, you know, how to in capitals in capital letters. They were the true heroes of the early Linux days, I think. Obviously, the people writing the code were heroes, but the people who understood how all this stuff worked and were able to write these guides so that if you if you had half a brain and, and a reading comprehension, you stood a chance of making it work yourself. Those were, I think, some of the real heroes of the open source movement. So let me let me share a link inside of the Discord chat. I just dropped it in general. Um, one of the things I'm doing lately is I'm, I've been playing a lot of Flight Simulator 2020, and you can make mods for it. Well, this dude here, Eggman28, has made a hot air balloon model, which he, you can also substitute out different hot air balloons, including Lord Vader. However... <laughs> nice. Nice. I... If you watch my stream from, I think it was when I did the Washington, D.C. tour. I forget which night that was. Halfway through the stream, I tried to fly the Darth Vader balloon. And I couldn't I couldn't take it off without crashing. It would, like, drag along the runway. The dude makes one little comment about triggered with the landing gear switch. I think maybe that's how you're supposed to use the burner. But he doesn't document at all how the hell to even fly the balloon. And it's not self-documenting inside of the simulator. Now, he this is one of those things where you can download it and name your own price. I'm going to be honest. I didn't pay anything when I downloaded it because I wanted to try it out and see how it was. And quite frankly, since I couldn't even make the dang thing fly, mm -hmm. I'm unlikely to go back and contribute, which is a shame because it would be kind of cool. Yeah, right. So um, that guy put some effort into making the thing, and maybe it's awesome. But if you can't and they are work, really cool. Right? But he couldn't spare, like, a couple of instructions on, hey, here's some tips on actually flying the balloon. Like, I, I know I hit the landing gear switch, but do the so the landing gear switch is normally something that's a toggle that makes the landing gear go up and down. Well, do I have to hold it in for the flame to fire? Mm. Right. Right. Or do you just right? And, and when I was fine. Yeah, right. And when you crash, you got to go through, you got to reload the flight from the beginning. It, it's it's not an instantaneous recovery type of a thing. So if you want some high comedy, 
we'll talk about my Twitch stream later. Oh my God, I'm turning into a Twitch whore. Uh, but but the Washington D.C. Uh, stream shows me crashing multiple times. Like I can I can I can fly a high performance aircraft, but I can't operate a damn hot air balloon. But again, because it's not documented. Right. Right. And so I've come across this issue across a couple different times. The most recent one was. Uh, for our hackerspace going through and creating a capture the flag event. And there are a couple different pieces of software out there, but back when we were starting, we used the, uh, the, the open source Facebook CTF. It was great. It was pretty, um, had awesome graphics and I'll, I'll drop a note of that into the, uh, the show notes as well. It used to be really, uh, awesome and fairly easy to stand up. But it got over time that there just was not good documentation on keeping things up to date. And the prerequisites that you'd have to have installed, unless you had gone through and done this before. And in my case, I ended up going back to my own notes that I had saved and then uh, pulled from that and I got it working one year. I just tried to do it again earlier this year. This thing hasn't been maintained since 2018. And now when I'm getting ready to throw this in here, they've actually gone through and put this into the Facebook archive. As were six months ago, that wasn't the case. It was still out there being developed, but nobody had touched it since 2018. So unless you had had experience going through and building it, making sure that you had those other building elements to make sure it built correctly, you're SOL. But I think that also brings into an interesting point of when you're trying to contribute back to open source, you don't have to necessarily be a coder. This is where you could go take a project that you're interested in um, like uh, Yazrigal is another example to where we've gone through and started using this for playing with mesh networking on IPv6 and found out the documentation was off, actually submitted for a pull request and saying, hey, here's an improvement to the documentation <clears throat> and now other people can follow along. You don't have to be a coder to go through and improve an open source project though, which yeah, I, I mean, think is not talked about much. Absolutely, right? So if you're if you're really good at documenting technical things or if you're really good at writing blog posts, for example, that's a great way to contribute and that's a great point, right? And I, I hadn't even considered going that direction, but I mean, part of the idea of talking about this is, you know, if you are an open source <clears throat> community leader or contributor, um, what can you do better? And that's one of the things, right? Documentation. Uh, if you're a member of a community who just wants to contribute in some way, writing documentation is perfect. So one of the things that I intend to do is once I have finished this build, um, my plan is to write up how I did it and make it a blog post, maybe even make it a presentation for my local DEF CON group. Uh, but that's not going to help the project necessarily. Um, but there is a thread where I'm asking all kinds of questions in their community. And what I'm hoping to do is write all of that up and publish it there in their community and if they want to take that and do something with it i guess that's up to them right because i'm you know I, I suppose i could i could try to commit it directly to their <laughs> you know make a request to their to their git repository but uh basically parts list where i bought them how i put them together right because their their documentation is uh it always it, I, I get the feeling they're based in china right uh, or maybe they're, maybe not, I don't know, I can't tell, like, I, they, they don't say where they're based out of, but it feels that way. Some of the way some of the stuff is written, you know how you can identify with someone who's not a native English speaker. Uh, and right. some of it is written in a way that makes me feel like they're, they're of, you know, that, that region. 
Uh, but anyway, um, so the most of their documentation focuses around the EU version of this thermostat, which I suppose must be <coughs> what they're using in China. If they are in China, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm making some broad generaliz generalizations here that are getting me into trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> my point is, uh, they don't focus much. They, they say, yes, you can build a U.S. version. They don't really focus on how, right? What are the differences? So that was why I started a thread on their forum. Like, look, I'm trying to build a U.S. version. I can't find accurate information about how the heck to build it. Like, how do I even solder up? the U.S. Uh, power supply, because it's a form factor is different than the one that appears to fit on their board. And it turns out their board has separate uh, solder points for mm. the U.S. version. But they don't do call they it even out anywhere. Know, do they even know that, though? Like, would they, like, maybe they don't realize that. No, they do. They designed the board, right? Oh, so okay. they, they made points. Oh, from scratch. So basically yeah. there's, there's points... So there's so they're just terrible people. The the EU version of the power supply is a surface mount board, right? Where you plug it into mm -hmm. the holes they've made, you solder it from the back, and it's in place. The US version has leads on it, four leads, right? So you can't just put them right into the pegs. You have to basically take them over to these other places that they've designed to connect the US version, which I guess if I knew that, I would have seen it on the board. Right, but sure. I didn't know that. I don't know what all these connections are for. I might have figured and that it out as I was building it. There either. It is silk screened, right? But it doesn't okay. say like U.S. plug in here, right? Okay. <laughs> and EU plug in there, right? Right. It's got some. It's got some code or yeah, some just I don't, number or ladder. I don't have the PCBs yet, but <clears throat> I, I do have the files. I could probably go back and look at them. But I'm going to say that looking at the pictures of the PCB it was not obvious. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe it will be once I have them in my hand, but. Maybe. Maybe. So I just dropped a link in the show notes. Um, you know, thinking about communities, uh, Linux Laptop Net, this was one of the community sites that when I began my Linux journey in 1998, I've told the story in brief, mm -hmm. but I had, a, uh, I had a ThinkPad 600 when I was doing desk-side support at Merck. And I also had a compact desktop machine that I could keep Windows on. So I just nuked my, my work laptop and put Red Hat 5 on it. Not nice. RHEL 5, Red Hat 5 in yes. 1998. And then, I, and then uh, I ended up putting Slackware on it. That eventually became my preferred distribution for a long time because it, real men used Slackware where you built things from source and used tarballs, RPMs of uh, children. Um, this is my Red but, Hat Five disc for anyone who's looking at the stream and wondering why I'm holding up a an old Shadow disc, Man CD. This is my Red Hat. There you go. Hi, Shadow Man. We've missed you. You yes. see Shadow Man's on my breast as well. It's an inside shirt. Um, what was my point? You distracted me, dude. Oh uh, no. You were talking so about Linux yeah. laptop. So Linux yeah. laptop was the go-to site for folk who were trying to make Linux work on laptops because... Yes, I remember uh, this now. Okay. Hardware support for certain things was terrible. Yeah, and laptops, terrible. especially in that era, had especially very laptops. specific hardware because they were yeah. trying to make everything tiny and they were trying to make it all right. low power consumption. So desktop hardware versus laptop hardware was very different. It still yeah. is kind yeah. of, so but, but like... It was, always, it was always... 
it was a, it was a crazy adventure to get Linux to run on a laptop. Nowadays, I mean, hell, I I boot my Lenovo with a with a Fedora USB stick, install from scratch, and it just it just works. Everything works. Yep. Yep. You're right. right. Every right. single feature on the friggin' thing. Well, maybe there's some obscure things that don't work, but I have yet to stumble in anything I care about that doesn't work. Recently, and but but I'm so not... that that Linux laptop community page, I I'm pretty sure I contributed some some stuff to it a handful of times when I was doing when I was fussing with sound on Slackware and then and then the Ethernet card and stuff. So but that was that that to me, you know, that's the community sharing information to help people get stuff working, which is, you know, sometimes that's what you have to do when the when the vendor either doesn't provide information mm -hmm. or doesn't care. And I would argue that IBM in 1998 didn't care about Linux users. I think no. that's a safe statement. And I, I don't think it was just limited to IBM either for what it's worth. No, but because... they're the one who built the hardware I was using. So no one no one really cared about Linux users in 98. Not even, you are correct. Not even in the enterprise. It took, it, honestly, I think that was part of the attraction. <laughs> it was. Well, that was, yeah, it that was, was all do-it-yourself, make it work. Yeah, right. And it was, it was different, right? It was, it was against... It was against the grain or against against the, the common flow, which is something that drew a lot of us in. It drew me in, right? It wasn't Windows. Like, I didn't right. like Windows. I didn't like that it was expensive. I didn't like that it felt elite. Maybe not elite. Um, it didn't, it felt... Ex exclusive, maybe? Exclusive, or, maybe. Or... But, uh, it, it wasn't, yeah. 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 But, you, you know, you own yeah. your hardware, right? <laughs> so throw something yeah. else on there. And I was thinking about this because we've taught, we've thrown this topic around for a couple of days. Right, consuming open source projects. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the planet consumes open source projects now, right? Right. Think about it. There's not a there's not a single thing that you know. If you take anything that's smarter than a table lamp, it probably has at least one open source project, possibly several oh, yeah. bundled inside of the it. The number now. of oh, things definitely. that are using OpenSSL, for example, right, is ridiculous. Because you need SSL or TLS, I suppose, uh, to communicate safely on today's internet. And the number of things that just like, oh, here's an open source project that does that exact thing. I'm just going to go ahead and include that in my thing, right? And how many embedded devices are just built on open source? So you're yeah. talking about microcontrollers. I'm learning with my boys using the Raspberry Pi uh, Pico with their new pro mini or microprocessor. And yeah, just learning exactly how many things have microprocessors in them is absolutely incredible from your washer machine to your toaster to whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I actually am also aside from the thermostat thing, there's another, uh, another project that I'm, I'm tinkering with that I'll talk about in chat later. So stick with us until then and you'll hear more about it, but it's, it's, um, I'll just say it's amazing what runs Linux. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, I uh, unless you guys had other thoughts, I guess we could we could probably move along. I think that the the, the point here move is along. right if, if you if you're running an open source project mm -hmm. that you expect people to be able to consume, um, documentation's not optional, and it, it doesn't have to be pretty, but it just has to be accurate, right? So in I would challenge you on that. 
Nate, for what it's worth. Okay. Because I would say that there are people who have strong points of going through and creating something but not documenting it. But there are people around that you could grab and you could say, hey, can you see if you can follow these rough steps that I've done? And if not, can you help make them better? Right. And basically getting down to the point where if you're somebody who can read, uh, so if, you've, if you're a high school graduate, can you follow these instructions, right? Yeah. Um, or grab a Raspberry Pi book <laughs> and can you make instructions like that to where somebody who's just new to the field can jump in then and then start working on it. Now that may but, be that may be a lower bar than I'm thinking because a lot of these projects do presuppose a certain amount of technical ability. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't have to be a programmer, right? You shouldn't right. have to be like in in the case of this project, I shouldn't have to be an electrical engineer, right? I should be able to be like a guy with some decent skills with a soldering iron mm-hmm. should be able to put this thing together. And that's that's what I am. Right. As far as like electronics are concerned, I have a decent base. I can't design one of these things on my own. I just don't have that mm-hmm. amount of knowledge. Uh, but I can certainly follow someone else's directions. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe oh, at that this point is recording it. Right. Here's and something really sad. Oh, what's that, Uncle Mark? This is an old friend that I just threw into the show notes. Look at the last update at this old friend at Linux How To's. Linux How To slash home. Look at the date on the last update. I'm opening it now. Latest news was back in 2007. 2007, yeah. This 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 site was an old friend. LinuxHowTo's.org. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, was it How to Forge? I mean, I think there's got to be one that was more current than this, but there no, is... No, 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 the LDP, the Linux Documentation Project. You remember that? Okay, Linux Documentation I Project. I spent so let's... much time reading through docs on there when I was getting started. Let's see what kind of state that's in nowadays, the Linux Documentation Project. That is, let's see, latest updates. Let's see what the latest how-to update is. <laughs> 2015. Oh, 2015 by Eric Raymond. Oh, I remember Eric Raymond. Well, that's oh. better than 2007, I suppose. Right? Yeah. We're going to link this guy, too. But this is the type of thing that we're talking about, us old, us old open source guys. Websites like this, the this lat, these types of websites, this type of community involvement, helped drive Linux, which Linux and open source, you can say what you want. They are effectively synonymous. Yeah, right. I would agree. I, I agree with that. Well, I know I also go into the different forms directly for whatever distribution I was trying out at the time. So yeah, Usenet, right? So I wasn't on Usenet. Or web um, forms. Oh, man. It was more web forms. So for me, it was uh, like the uh, the Ubuntu forms in the early days or the Fedora forms in the early days. Right, right. And then just finding that the information that you really wanted nope. to. Alt.Linux. Or what was current. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's where right. I learned crap. And now you got beat up if you asked dumb questions in there. Oh, <laughs> you got beat up if you asked any questions sometimes. You got beat up if you asked good questions in there. Yeah. And there's still some mail in this today where people are downright assholes to people who ask a question. But. Yeah, yeah, and we had, we actually had another show about that. In fact, Mark, it was one of the first ones you were on, Wizards and Peons. 
Remember yeah, with suits and peons. I'm proud of that one. Yeah, that I thought that show. was a great discussion. <laughs> we talked about that exactly, about how the wizards should not be beating on the peons. Instead, they should be trying to help the peons. Uh, it comes down in, to that, making sure that you're <clears throat> teaching folks then, right? And yeah. I think that mentality has slowly started to change. Um, and it's just having to get us be out there more often and being willing to help other folks, right? Because there are a lot of people who are just are RTFM. Well, I can RTFM, but if I'm brand new to Vim, I can learn how to uh, exit bash by bashing my keyboard, by shutting off my machine. <laughs> if I RTFM'd and I see that there are all these letters and numbers combination, us as Linux admins and who have had experience with this are just going to say, oh, here's the quick shortcut. But if I hand this to my kid or if I hand this to my grandmother, then that's not necessarily true. So, yeah, you got to do that colon W Q bang or right. oh. mark. Right? Shift CZ, dude. Come on. Shift CZ. <laughs> See? And everybody's you know, got their own opinion on how to do it. <laughs> it's hilarious, right? So the whole how do you exit Vim thing, that's that's like the age-old, like, like, can you make the, it as a sysadmin? Can you get out of right. Vim? It's, it's, it's the, the joke, right? The easiest way is Shift CZ. I didn't know Shift CZ existed. See? It's See? so fast. <laughs> Colon Q has always been the way I've done it. I didn't yeah, know but there then was you got to write first. 22 years I've been dealing, longer than that. 22 <laughs> years I've been professionally dealing with Linux. Longer than that if you consider all the time I spend in my parents' basement trying to build a web server, right? I didn't know ShiftZZ exited Vim. <laughs> it, and it saves at the same time. So you don't, have to do, you don't have to do two commands. Did not know. There you go. Did not know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So All right. my point exactly, we've now got three different versions here, and if people just say RTFM... And mine is right. Yeah. Of course, Marks <laughs> is right. Marks is right. At least we don't have any Emacs users. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, ooh, yeah. Soul is Bunch of heretics. <laughs> All right, so I think we've covered the topic well enough. Any final thoughts on this before we go to a transition? Uh, good luck figuring your project out, and maybe add to the documentation. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's kind of my hope. I, maybe I'll look into how to commit my stuff back to their, their proper documentation and not just, just their message forum, because that seems to be what everyone else did. They got their mm -hmm. thing working, and then they walked away, you know? Well, if Google can find it, like if it's in a post on a forum, that's yeah. probably good enough for oh, a lot of people. That's how I found most of my stuff. But um, mm -hmm. being, like, I feel like their documentation should be the place, like, should be the source of truth. Hey, you know, bud, <laughs> triple, triple A game title, Flight Simulator, like I said, I've been playing that lately. I've got a whole bunch of bookmarks of really weird-ass issues that can crop up and how to fix them. Like Terado, the Terado adapter, which is used for the Xbox networking. Mm -hmm. Like crazy level stuff. Mm. Yeah. I have to keep a control panel open so it, stream so it streams data properly. I can't believe oh. that like like kids like or non-technical people like how are they dealing with this type of crap? And this is Microsoft. And let's not let's not talk about the complexity of like of, of starting from a blank desktop to 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 running with VR and all the other support stuff. Right. Crazy Man. stuff. And it's not well documented. Like you buy a game nowadays, there's no friggin' manual. Oh, and no. there's barely a there's barely yeah. a help file. Yeah, no, you get a you get a. They're digital, like, yeah, you just you just just go. You get a digital Consume. download, and you and they hope that they made the intro screen easy enough for you to learn. The the <laughs> jet like there's some flying lessons for the Cessna. 
the jets there's taking off and landing and it's barely it barely tells you anything there's no documentation on how all the avionics and shit works you got to figure that out either by reading like real documentation or watching youtube videos of people who know how to fly a 747 jeez it's crazy crazy, crazy. stuff so I think I've also seen this still happening, especially when it comes to like Raspberry Pi hats. Um, there are some amazing pieces of hardware that you can slap on top of that pie, but their documentation or when you're going back to their GitHub, pull, doing a pull request is great because we've now got that versus in the earlier days, I don't think we necessarily had that. No, you, did, you, that you didn't have version control. You didn't have an easy way to collaborate on stuff no, like that. Like that the author would have to <laughs> take it. The author would have to take your advice and then incorporate it by hand. So we're more enabled to help fix oh, the documentation now than any other time. Absolutely, community so awesome. community around uh, source code is a much easier thing now than it used to be. <coughs> there you go again. All right. So while Mark dies, we're going to go to a short break. Hopefully he can clear his throat. <laughs> and then I'm we'll good. Be back. I don't think it'll be a terribly long one tonight, folks. So don't go too far. And <coughs> let me. Jeez, you're dying over there. You're yeah. Gonna... Are you going to pause the recording? Should I stop the timer? Uh, I don't can know. you pause the recording? No. So let's. We got an hour here. and thirteen minutes left until we all die. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll... That's how much life we we'll... have left because we'll... Nate cheaped out. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back soon. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. <laughs> are you a fan of the Iron Scissorman podcast? If you are, don't forget you can support the show via Patreon at patreon.com slash ironscissorman. Or you can buy merchandise at teespring.com slash stores slash ironscissorman. And thank you. I figure at the very I least... you want more bourbon. I figure at the very least, the music will hopefully draw people back in if they're at the the live stream and they've gone off to Twitter there's world. There's one something. person watching on Twitch. Yeah, well, that's because the only other person... I don't know if there's person, any on the YouTube. That's because the other person that usually watches is here. Mm. <laughs> yep. We still got a trooper-ish in a YouTube chat that I'm watching as well. Yep. Yep. And I'm just gonna AO was know. watching at some point. But it's good. We're not we're not about the live views because we're a podcast, right? Indeed, Remember, we're, we're a podcast. podcast. I like them both though. Honestly, I would love it if we had more live views, just because I love that interaction. It's great stuff. You're that guy's he's judging you. Totally judging everybody <laughs> that does not watch live. You're all terrible totally. people. Yeah, you definitely don't want me having more bourbon. I'm just throwing that. Right. I have more three <laughs> philosophers here. It will be drank I have by the more end of the show. I've got more stevia. You have more Woo! stevia. Gosh, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I really am. I'm just I'm sorry for you. <laughs> it's all good. Everything's fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. All right. So Dog announcements. Coffee and hell. Uh, we don't have much in the way of announcements other than the normal stuff. Uh, our usual Patreon update. Uh, we're still making the usual amount, 86 a month, though I think that's changed, even though I haven't updated it. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> but our, our patrons are Rude is God, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, Solemn, Trooper Ish, Linux Sys 666, Skimpy B. I tell you, that is hard to say. Linux Sys 666. Can you take the sixes off or maybe the 
Assists in the... I don't know. Something. Uh, Gimpy Let beat. it go. Ryan. Let it go. Mark with a K. Dementor, our good friend from PowerShell on Linux. Uh, John, the nice guy. Mark with a C. Julius, Andy, J, Charles, and our old friend, 22532. Two. I once looked up what that meant. Represent. I forget now. But anyway. Uh, right. So for patrons, if you've no, if you've not seen this, if you go to Patreon, uh, I made a post and I'm looking for topic ideas. Uh, Dementor was nice enough to give us a couple ideas, but if you're a patron and you want to give us some ideas for things you want us to cover on the show, feel free to go look up that post and respond to us. I'll eventually open that up to folks who are not patrons as well, but I thought I'd give them the first crack. So he gave us a couple ideas too already, in fact. And uh, we'd love to hear more. So, you know, whatever folks want to hear us talk about, you know, we'd love some inspiration there. Not that we're running out of ideas, but maybe we are. I think we're running out of ideas. I was going to say, I think maybe Hacker Karaoke or, or yeah. I don't know. Hacker Karaoke. Hacker Karaoke. No, right. So so we did that episode where we, like, we critiqued our first episode. Maybe we should watch the movie Hackers and MST3K. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I'm in. That, I, that, that would be amazing. Too. I think because that, remember, I think we, we instead in of playing D and D that one time, we watched uh, that terrible fantasy movie. Yeah, the gamers, Darkness Rising, great movie. Are we allowed to watch hackers and comment on it? I mean, would we get would we get a copyright strike? Uh, probably. I have no idea. <laughs> Am I going to have to look into this? <laughs> so the other option is instead of doing it on Twitch, you would do it live with your discord with yep. maybe your patrons yep. and then at that point you're just streaming it everybody has the sync up time and then you can be chatting live with each other which is exactly how we did the other movie i played it from my plex server we streamed it through discord and we had a good time could we do an, could we just do an audio track for the download for people to listen if they wanted to <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying maybe so I mean, it's a very a very special iron sys admin that would Look, not I've, be recorded. I've seen I've seen that movie so many times I can practically recite it. But anyway, right. Uh, so if you want to support the show via Patreon, go ahead and do that. If not, if you'd like to uh, actually get merch, which also helps the show, you can do that at the moment anyway via Teespring. Though Patreon has an offering that I'm that I'm exploring. I guess they offer merch now, so I'm going to see what we can do from that perspective. I don't know if it's any more cost effective or not. But uh, we'll Listen, see about you're that. Trying to sound like a, you're trying to sound like a teenage K-pop fan calling it merch. Merch. Get all the merch. <laughs> hey, I, it's better swag. I man. could either way works. I could call it merchandising. Merchandising. Yogurt. Yogurt. Now my daughter, my daughter and her friends are all into K-pop, like they're <laughs> yeah. college girls, and they're all they're always merch going on not, about the merch. Merch is not tied it, to K-pop. It's just a common word mm, the young people use nowadays. This is true. A lot of it's tied to K-pop. Hey, is it the is it the BTS for you, Uncle Mark? Oh, f yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. My little sister uh, is very much into that. And when that uh, pack came to uh, VR Beat Saber, and then the my younger boys were starting to go through and slice things up, and they knew at least the names of the songs. Can't sing them, but they know the names of the song. Uh, she just started wigging out, saying, "You know it." And then it was all over. I. Uh... I have my. Then it was done. My older daughter is interested in, in infected mushrooms, so ooh, I feel like I've done ooh. something right as a parent. 
Ah, that's a win. <laughs> it's she, that I, is a win. She's never listened to K-pop, as far as I know. <laughs> well, keep her away from it. <laughs> All right, and N- nothing uh, good comes of it. One, I guess, one more announcement before the end of February, since we're not going to have. Well, I guess this would have been our last show for February anyway. Um, the Slack channel. Uh, I intend to lock that down probably at the end of February. We're moving to Discord, so. Come on over to Discord if, uh, and, and you can hear Mark complain about how I say Discord. I'm just going to try to say it as many ways as I can throughout the rest of the show. What Windows, what did you just do to me? It just it just minimized everything. What did it do? Did you do Don't you minimize wiggle? my pain, Windows. My God. Like, the stream is now screwed up because because it minimized everything. Where did my... They can still sound that they can still hear can the still sound hear of our us. voices though. They can still hear us. Where what I... what the hell am I? Am I a road? There. Is that what you think there. of me? Oh, Be okay. Back. There we go. My God. <laughs> Freaking Windows. <laughs> if only you were running it on Linux. Oof. I was yeah, right. I don't know what I did. I was I was just moving a window and all of a sudden everything minimized. What the, you would think that I don't know anything about these computer things. Anyway, <laughs> where was I? Oh, Discord. We're going to Discord. Uh, there's a link. Now I have to look and make sure, because initially I forgot, or I didn't realize that Discord links do expire unless you tell them not to, Discord. which is the exact problem that I had with Slack, uh, but at least you can turn it off with Discord. So, it, did I say it wrong that time, Mark? Discord. I don't even okay. realize. You get it right about one time in ten. I don't know. <laughs> it's Discord. Discord. The, the stress is on the first Dis- syllable. Discord? Yeah. Is that right? Discord. 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 I'm like going to have to practice Discord. at night saying you Discord will. in the way. The, the problem is you're not from Jersey. If you're from Jersey, it would be perfect. Maybe that's the problem, <laughs> is that people from Jersey are intolerant assholes. Well, that too. <laughs> Just going straight for it. Well done. Right, Sam. Boom. And we're proud. We're proud of being intolerant assholes. That's oh, right. Man. And we're all in the mafia. I was going to say, I'm just going to say, I'm from the West Coast. Hi, guys. Uh, you just keep that stuff yeah. over there on the East Coast problems. Now, you guys just want to take away our fossil fuels. We want to take away everything. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be frank. You it all costs anything here the in number, California. The number of products I've received in the mail that have a warning on them that say that in California it might cause cancer... Yeah. Then just don't go to freaking California. <laughs> right. Then you'll be exactly. fine. Just go to Nevada, you're fine. It's or Arizona. If you want another desert, it's great. Great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right. So if you're still in Slack and have not seen the notices that it's going to go away, you should get over to Discord. If you not, if you're not in Slack and you want to join our community, I will make sure I have the proper link uh, in our show notes so that you can do that. Or you can just and, go to and, and Andy's in my head. Andy's in my head because he's saying now we East Coast versus West Coast, just like the rappers. Because that's what I always think, East Coast versus West Coast rappers. That's exactly what? No, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, so there's no re- there's no new reviews this uh, this time around, which is a shame, folks. Go ahead and review things. Let us know. And if you think we're missing your review, let us know. We're happy to read it on the air. I've been trying to read all the positive and negative reviews, even though we've only had that one. Sorry, Mark. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet. Down and back. <laughs> all right, and that, that closes the announcements, I think. Yeah, I think that's all the announcements I had. That's all the mm-hmm. ones that ended up in the show notes, so that's that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Ah, uh, so um, 
chat. Right. So I've got something. Let me let me for folks that are on the live stream are going to appreciate this more than folks that are listening audio only. So just give me one second here. Don't you tell them how they feel. (laughs) So you're not their real dad. My gosh. Mark's in rare form tonight, guys. I was gonna say, I think he needed another bourbon so, for uh, sure. Like no, uh, and, and like I said, it was on this hellish, pl- this hellish call today, late in later in the day. Oh, oh, it was awful. Mark's a little punch after hours. It's so after hours. Yeah. in my camera, you guys should hopefully be able to see that I'm holding up. I don't know. Can you guys see this on the the call? Yeah. If I hold it over here, does that work better? I don't know. Yeah, we can see it. So yeah. it's a it's a smart doorbell. Right, video Ding doorbell on. V5. Right, um, this thing was given to me as a Christmas gift. Right, and um, but it's I, still in the box. Well, right. So I knew nothing about the company that made it. Um, <laughs> it's just you know a quote unquote smart doorbell. It's battery operated, and it has a smartphone app. Right. Okay. And nowhere on it does it tell you what company made it. Nowhere on it does it tell you anything about like, well, just about anything, right? There's, there's not. Is even this a... gonna be like, is this gonna be like a Stephen King story? Yeah, where right. It's like some haunted there's, doorbell there's, that. It's kind of is right. So, um, there, there's not even like a part number or like a model number or anything on 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 the thing. Uh, but it, uh, you know, I, I, out of curiosity, I set up their smartphone app. It's called Two C T O S E E. Right, so I mean, already like it's got a weird name. It's not marked. Ooh, I'm like this thing. The... This thing came from China. It has to have come from China. It was bought at like Walmart or something, right? So it's not like it was okay. bought at, on on like uh, AliExpress or something, where it obviously came from China, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I start doing some research on the thing. Like, what is this thing, and how do I make it work? Because even the instructions that came with it are really vague. So it's. It's, there's accessories you can buy for it, like an indoor chime, right? Like a normal standard doorbell where you push the button and it rings a chime. Or you can just right. use it with the app. The app only works on one smartphone. You can't, like, share it with your family, which is kind of the way I would want a smart doorbell to work if it doesn't have an indoor chime, right? It also right. has a video camera on it so that when someone hits the doorbell, you can see who's there. Or you can get, like, a, like a, a, a picture of who rang the doorbell, right? And it has an intercom, so you can, through your smartphone app, you can talk to the person that's outside and say, like, oh, go ahead and come on in or whatever, right? Or, you know, please go away, whatever. Um, (laughs) But I never quite trusted it, and I didn't like the app. The app is, it's weird, right? I, I don't like, the app feels sketchy to me, and the, um... The, the the functionality while it's there isn't isn't what I need, right? Okay. So I decided I want to find out if this thing will work with Home Assistant, because Ooh, all you right. know, I'm tinkering with Home Assistant already, and this seems like you know it's a smart doorbell, right? Has somebody figured this thing out already? And uh, I found a thread on the Home Assistant forums, basically uh, talking about you know I have this doorbell, has anyone made it work? And nobody has. So I started doing things like packet captures to try to figure out what is this thing, like how is it talking to my smartphone? Nice. And I found pretty much nothing. There's really no direct communication between the doorbell and my smartphone based on packet captures. Um, And if anybody's curious about how you get a packet capture from this kind of thing, it wasn't wasn't straightforward. I basically had to set up a Wi-Fi access point and run the packet capture on the AP. 
and then I was able to get the you know join my phone and the doorbell to this to that AP, and then I was able to get the packet capture through there. Um, <clears throat> so it turns out it's talking to one an IP in China, which I don't know what exactly that does. Okay, and two, that's the uh, evil organization that's trying to right. uh, and, kidnap the family. And two other IPs that appear to be on AWS. Okay. Which makes sense, right? So this thing advertises that you can be anywhere in the world and receive your doorbell notification and see the camera, right? So obviously it has to be using a cloud provider. It can't do that over your Wi-Fi network because if you're not home, not on your Wi-Fi network, it doesn't work. So I get why it's talking to an external cloud provider. Uh, the fact that it has a constant connection open to a, an IP in China makes me a little concerned. So I was talking to some folks in my DEF CON group and I've ended up uh, completely disassembling the doorbell. Nice. <laughs> and I, I found that on the board, see how I have this little lead running off of it? There's a serial port. Nice. With the serial port and this cool little USB adapter, which I can link in the show notes, uh, I can literally get a COM port open and get a terminal on the freaking doorbell. Nice. It runs That's Linux. Awesome. Of course it runs Linux. <laughs> nice. It runs a Huawei build of Linux called Light OS. Oh. Which I have not been able to find a ton Huawei. of information about online. Like, I did find an actual documentation site about Light OS, uh, okay. which is unfortunately a little vague. And even the folks say, in the DEF Kind of goes group, back to our original topic. Yeah, right, exactly. But, I mean, this is a... You could almost call it a proprietary Linux, even though it is... So, embed it. Right, it's, it's embedded, embedded Linux. Right, I guess you call it embedded sure. Linux. And the stuff that runs on top of it is completely masked for me. I can't actually get it to do anything. But this is a project that I've, I've undertaken. I'm trying to figure out how do I get... So basically, while the thing is booting, I can see some configuration files and whatnot, but they're quickly hidden okay. from me. Right. Right? So that even on Nothing this... Nothing to see here! Like, on this COM port that nobody should ever be linked to... They have hidden things from me. That that makes me worry extra. <laughs> yes. Don't look. Like how many people are gonna open up the doorbell and solder onto the board a COM port with an emulator attached to it? Right. So anyway, that's that's a thing that I'm working on. That's as far as I've gotten so far. I was able to get a terminal we on just, the thing. We just use a ring because we know that those assholes yeah, right. are spying you on us. You already know anyway. that Amazon's looking at that <laughs> so, one, right? So, like, we, we don't... Whatever. Hey! Hey, Mr. Bezos! How you yeah. doing? So, I mean, at, at this point, I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed to getting a, a, a different doorbell, but this one was given to me, right? I had I had zero smart doorbells, and now I so have one smart doorbell. Uh, it was a random relative? Back door yeah, you. pretty much random relative. <laughs> It's really, a Stephen, there's a Stephen King story in there, dude. Yeah, really. There's she, such a Stephen King story she, in there. She had no idea what she was buying. She's just like, oh, a smart doorbell. It's only it's under a hundred bucks. This is this is a great right. Christmas gift, right? So she gave one to me. She gave one to her own son. I think both of her sons, to be honest. And um, yeah, now. So she bought what she did is she borrowed money from the yakuza. I know they're Japanese, not Chinese. <laughs> and then when she couldn't pay him back, the yakuza guy's like. You must give these out to various important people to you. Yeah. So and we shall then that's, monitor them. That's exactly to extract. It. Except to ex except for this guy that's hooked up to the serial port on his. 
So well, the there's going to be there's going to be ninjas coming after you now. Yeah, man. right. You ninjas. opened the box. Stop. <laughs> Don't so mess with the yakuza. With this, I'm curious to see um, if you're going to deep dive into this and like dumping the firmware on the board. Um, That's kind of my goal. My goal is okay. to figure out how to dump the firmware. Okay. Mainly, uh, like my my ultimate goal is to put different firmware on it that I can control. And I basically mm. want a local smart doorbell that'll talk to right, right. that'll just talk to uh, home assistant, right? If okay. I can if I can figure that out, I'll be happy, right? But the 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 problem is there's not an easy way to get that done from what I've been able to tell. And I really wish we could have an in person DefCon six one zero meetup because I guarantee mm. if I took this thing to a meetup, we would make progress on it because. You know, I'm summertime talking, I'm, talking I'm talking to a buddy on the DEFCON 610 group through Discord. <coughs> Did I say it right that time? Discord. No. But um, don't worry about it. Dis Discord. I'm going to call it Discord. We don't have much time then... left. We just get, we're going to have to deal with your mispronunciations. <laughs> your Jim Thorpeisms. <laughs> so, um, you know, if I it, it I'm I'm like talking with him through through Discord and uh I guarantee there's like if he if he had his hands on the thing he would he would hopefully uh, be able to figure some of this out. But anyway, so you might be able to check out uh, Larry Pesci from that other site that you and I both talk about. <laughs> I just posted it into the uh, the Discord, uh, the Security Weekly folks. Since he used to do uh, things for Sans, he does a lot of the embedded stuff, including free videos on how to dump that. Otherwise, a couple tools like the JTagulator. This is a specially made one from Defcon. The JTagulator. The There's a J yeah, in the there. The JTagulator. Yep, yep. Um, it's my JTagulator. So at that point, uh, you form, can go through Platypus. Rare form. Perry the Platypus. <laughs> and I don't even get that reference. Phineas uh, and Ferb. Uh, How old oh, are your yeah, kids? No, never. You I'm going to say they're. Uh, you don't know Phineas and Ferb? My God. I don't know Phineas and Ferb. Very sheltered. Very, very do you have sheltered. Disney Plus? I do have the Plus. If you have Disney Plus, Phineas and Ferb is is totally wholesome. It's an awesome okay. cartoon, and it doesn't insult your intelligence. No, <laughs> you would fact, love it. The opposite. It would it's be great. right. In, it, it would really be right in your, in your swim lane. You would love so, it. So, uh, between or in that same swim lane, if we're going there, uh, gotta love Gravity Falls though. That's what got my boys into uh, doing crypto and then starting to decode things. That I've never watched. With that, I've, Dude, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. it. It's as an adult and for kids, it's fantastic. Second season gets a little bit existential, but as long as you're watching it with it's your kids, it's an existential kid show. It, I... it, you'll understand when you watch it, but I don't want to spoil anything. It's totally worth it. Completely. Right. Well, I challenge you to check out Phineas and Ferb with your with boys. Absolutely, I, think I will definitely it. check it out. Absolutely, it's sometimes it's and a again, little, it's, it's a little weird, but it, it is definitely not a bad show. And it's it is it's a never show, right. So yeah, it's never inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. Cool deal. Good stuff. I'll, I will definitely. It's on my to-do list now. So, so yeah. The the other thing I had in in chat was basically the thing we talked about in the <laughs> in the main topic, which is this doorbell I'm trying to build. Uh, I have all the parts nice. ordered. I have the even the PCBs are ordered. Um, I'm just waiting for anything to come here. And then, like I said, I'm gonna if it works. <laughs> That's a big if. If it works, right? Hell of an if. I'm definitely going to write this thing up and uh, maybe do a presentation of it for, and you know, pretty much anyone who will listen. So, <laughs> all right, Mark, awesome. I, I get this weird, um, it's like in the back of my head 
that you're doing some kind of a streaming thing. I don't know where Fly I heard this Fly me to the moon. <laughs> Let me dance among the stars. Yeah, so um, I forget what actually started it, but I got this idea in my head that um, I was going to start. Oh, no, I know what happened. One of our mutual coworkers um, goes by the name of Ajax Cat. I don't know if that tells you anything, but you know him on our team. Well, I don't know if um, I do. Oh, yeah, really? Well, okay. Yeah. I know him by a different name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He um he plays a lot of uh, he plays a lot of Elder Scrolls online, and he has streamed that in the past. And we've also streamed like I when I first got Fallout Four on the PS4, I I streamed it right to YouTube a few times, and and we so he's like, you should stream some of the flight simulator stuff, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if that would work. So I pulled down, uh, I pulled down, uh, what the heck, what do I use? It's, it's the, it's the, uh, yeah, Streamlabs OBS. It's yep. the one specifically for the streaming. Yep. Which is dusted the, off my, dusted off my Twitch channel. The one we had to, to panic switch to last time we went live. Yeah. <laughs> it's OBS. Luckily I had handy. <laughs> anyway. And so I've actually got, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this in the, uh, in the discord chat. Cause I don't know if it was in general at all, but there's my Twitch channel. Nice. Um, and then what I do so far, I've saved all of the, of the flights, but I also link to the YouTube where I'm going to save, where I'm going to save streams that are worthy. Yeah. Nice. But so if, if your, if your thing, like if you, if you think you'd be into listening to an old dude babble for a while when he, while he flies pretend airplanes, you're my target <laughs> audience. <laughs> That's great. So uh, I don't know. Little little known fact. I don't think I've ever said this on the show. Jscar, you've heard me because of the podcasting club thing that we're both involved in. Uh, when I was figuring out streaming for Iron Sysadmin, uh, when we switched away from Google Hangouts or Google Hangouts Meet or whatever they called that, Hangouts on Air, uh, when we were trying to figure out how to, how to migrate away from that when it was going away, uh, the way I figured out streaming through OBS was I did a little bit of... Uh, game streaming on the same twitch channel that we we now uh broadcast this on so nice it's a great way to get your hands on streaming and figure out how this works uh, a great way to figure out obs mm -hmm. a great way to just do lots of things right in a, in a very low um low stakes way right so i the the thing was i didn't care if a bunch of gamers saw me screwing up while i'm playing a video game because to no, be honest, I'm not. It's very ephemeral. I'm not exceptionally great at ephemeral. video games <laughs> to begin with, Same so here. they're gonna see me screwing up anyway. Um, so I mean, I did pick a game that I am good at, which happens to be a poster on my wall. I don't know if you can Doom. see them. I know, I know it's, I know it's tiny in the stream, but that's that's Doom. That's the original Doom one. That's the poster. Nice. That. Signed by all the creators too. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty cool. That's why it's in a frame and not just tucked away somewhere. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, um, so mm. like I didn't want to screw up Iron Sysadmin, but I figured screwing up game streaming was fine with me. So that's how I figured that out. I figured out OBS. But cool. Wait, but um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's been fun. I um, I got a couple. I think I've got like a half a dozen or so right now, including the very the 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 second one I did. I called behind the scenes. Where I essentially show I showed the viewers 
all the steps from blank desktop to streaming in full VR with all the support, just sort of like a behind the scenes type of a thing. That's cool. And that was nice. kind of fun to do. Yeah. Kind of like that I've thing had we're I've had people about like, doing for patrons on, on yeah. Discord. But I have people plug, ask plug, me, plug. Are, "Are you a yeah? Are you a professional pilot?" I'm like, "No, in fact, don't <laughs> don't don't take flying advice from me. I'm just an enthusiast. I know nothing because I like flying things. I can fly fake airplanes. Because <laughs> I'll just I'll just like hold forth on a particular gauge. You know, like right. I'm not there. There'll be times when I haven't even started the engine on the aircraft, and I'm 20 minutes in because I'm talking about something we're going to do or explaining something. It's it's I don't know. I, I check it out. Maybe it's cool. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, I did one yesterday. Uh, I call it rockets and mice took off in an airfield just South of Cape Kennedy flew over, flew over Kennedy space center. There's a SpaceX rocket on the pad. And then I went West flew over Orlando international and then buzzed a couple of the Disney parks. Nice. So, um, of course so yeah, did. check that out. Did you sing as you did, I did. it? Or is, is the singing only for Iron Sissman? I might have done like a line or two, but so this is something I found out. I I have a Pandora station I call Drunken Pirate Radio. Mm -hmm. And if you if you feed Pandora the keywords Drunken Pirate mm -hmm. uh, or Drunken Sailor Radio, sorry, Drunken Sailor, you will get a station filled with Irish drinking songs and sea shanties, and you won't hear a single regular non- irish or english accented voice it's amazing so i was playing that the other day during one of the longer flights um and i'm like i, I had like some viewers movie, right? yeah i had some viewers who were like yeah i don't know if that i don't know if that's gonna be a problem like there might be copyright issues and so when i posted that first video and i went mm -hmm. to youtube they said this is not a copyright strike you can't monetize this video and it listed all the songs that were in violation and what they basically said is any ad revenue is going to go right to those creators and i'm like oh well that's okay i don't care because <laughs> right. i'm not doing this to make money anyway i don't want this to be an obligation right i'm doing this for funsies so you're telling me that that me playing this, those guys who write the songs that I find amusing to listen to are going to get a, a penny or two, maybe. Yeah, that's a win-win in my book. Sure, absolutely. You know? <clears throat> I think it's so, amazing, and you know, obviously with the involvement that I have with YouTube, I've seen this myself. I think it's amazing that they're able to identify those songs. I mean, obviously they're Google. Scary. Yeah, scary right? in some ways, but we'll we'll take we'll take amazingly scary for a thousand. Amazingly Alex. scary yeah. is probably right. the right way to go. So I'm on the other side of the house when it comes to that, to where I help my church stream, and we're doing hymns, right? Or we're doing a live band up on stage, uh -huh. and they're doing it live. We can stream to Twitch. It's fine. If you try to stream to YouTube, they're like, nope. <laughs> if you try to just well, do a recording afterwards, nope. <laughs> So there are other ways to go through and do that with uh, additional licensing with the yeah. CCI numbers and such. But it, it was interesting to start having that happen when COVID started rolling in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty crazy with the uh, Oh, no. The when, tubes. when I was year, years ago, when I helped install at a church I was going to, I helped install the, the system with the slides. You know, be, before that, it was you had the 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 
the words printed out on clear plastic things and someone used an overhead projector. Yes. I brought yes. them into the 20th century with wow. the with the LCD projector and the nice. computer. But you had to I had to explain to them we need to actually like put the CC whatever the heck code on the bottom of the lyrics or else we could get in trouble. Yep. Right. Yep. And we have that on our slides. <laughs> That's the funny thing, but apparently there's also an additional streaming one that you could go through and do and it kicks it up like by another like five thousand dollars or so so it goes pretty exponentially high dang so yeah. we just make it simple and keep it uh, just do the uh, the sermon when it comes to the message that gets uh, shared off to youtube so we got some little yeah. little bit of video editing to chop up that's fun yeah you need to find creative commons licensed hymns is all there is to it well you know a lot what? of them the older <laughs> ones should be that's, yeah, that's right. That's my point, right? Right. It's like <laughs> these are hymns, thing. right? They're they're written two hundred years no. ago. <laughs> no, it's it's not yeah. the hymns that are problems. It's like the modern stuff, like the hill song things and stuff like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Yep. So Absolutely. so uh, Jscar, I see you have something in the chat too. What do you what are you building? Yeah. So uh, I think you guys have talked about this in the past, but I actually ended up building the the Pi KVM. Uh, my dad ended up having an issue with his CNC machine. I was have been helping him off and on throughout the years. Because uh, he's a cabinet maker, right? So, that's cool. Unfortunately, I, it's it's cool. I've had a lot of fun with it. I did ten years in that field before I came to the. No, IT, I think it's cool always... that your dad has a CNC machine. Is what I'm saying. That, that's well, awesome, right? <laughs> it's it's massive, right? So it's a four it's like, foot wide. It's like the tough guy's long. 3D printer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's legit. So being able to cut things out too on that legit part, too quit. <laughs> right now he's doing MC Hammer. Problem is, is that it's still running XP. And there is no upgrade path. Uh, Say my name. And uh, so, long story short, there are issues with it. And <laughs> I'll say. Um, <laughs> well, well I, I don't want to bore you with over two weeks and eighty hours of out of work time working on this thing because it was, it was not fun. But uh, I was able to then build and utilize this project. So the Pi KVM is this little daughter board that you can plug into the camera module of your Pi and then load up a special operating system to where anything that you plug into this HDMI uh, will then show up in the OS that you're able to log on via oh, network connection. That's cool. So it's really it's really cool. So um, you have to plug in the network cable. I'm but just, the, sorry, my, my brain just went to uh, mounting a Raspberry Pi with a camera so it can see the actual screen. Right? Right? Um, Same idea, but more direct. <laughs> right? So in this case, uh, one of the things that you do have to do, and you can do this either on the Raspberry Pi 4, which is a lot more powerful, mm -hmm. and you can get like uh, full like 30 frames per second, so it's legit, versus the Raspberry Pi 0, you get like 5 or 6. So you can do it there, which For is fine. For a third of the price. For So this guy alone is uh, 30 bucks. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, for a third of the price, sure. It depends on what you're trying to do. Right. I mean, the, the, the right. So the, the the Pi Zero versus the Pi Four is what I'm getting at. The Pi Zero you can get as low as like ten or fifteen bucks. Yep. Whereas yep. the Pi ten Four bucks. is closer to thirty five forty. Exactly. Right. So I'm running the the one gigabyte model. So if you can find them anymore, because I think they may be discontinued, because they found out, hey, everybody wants more RAM, so let's just continue making the more RAM versus the one gig version. Yeah. <laughs> so this it costs you the same to pick up a one gig versus a two gig. So this is an older Raspberry Pi 4. The more important part was when you're plugging things in with the host port. So this will do your power to your Pi, but it's also 
can act as a host port. So then this can control something else. So then a network diagram cutting up later, grab two cables, uh, one with USB-C on one end, and then just a regular power cable on the other end. But then you splice in another uh, cable to have just data go across. And this becomes your keyboard and mouse input that you plug into the computer that you want to work on. So you plug in the HDMI, you plug in the USB, and you've got a networked KVM off of a Raspberry Pi. That's pretty cool. It worked out, except you also need an additional cable, which is, uh, for his case, since it's an older machine, it had to be a VGA, and it had to be a VGA to HDMI. Uh, And my little town doesn't have any of those. I haven't had need for one of those. I have the opposite. So I ordered it from Amazon. Thankfully, we got the thing fixed in another way. But um, building the project didn't take that long. I'm still waiting on that part because it's been delayed two or three times from Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, but hey, you throw that in the the bag, and then at that point in time, anytime in the future, you know you have that cable, so you can go pull it out. (laughs) So... Yeah, yep. I thought that was pretty neat. There's a couple of projects out there with it, but the Pi KVM is the one that uh, I worked with and was pretty happy with. That's it. a pretty cool little project. I mean, the just, Worse, just the, the concept, right? So, I mean, KVMs are not cheap. Even no. in today's standards, right? Even like consumer-grade KVMs cost you, you know, a decent amount of money. Um, yeah. And, and as, like, I have an older KVM, but it's all PS2, right? There's right. PS2 and USB, and it's like... Now I have to replace that whole thing if I want to actually use KVM with it. So yeah, right, and it's it's, it's not a it's not a cheap uh, cheap endeavor. So that's and cool. This is a, a network KVM to where usually those cost like starting at six hundred bucks. Yeah, so, yeah. So this one, um, I if I remember correctly, had a network component, but I never used it. Got it. Just because it was just stuff in my basement, right? I didn't need a network sure. component to it, but absolutely. But yeah, that's so pretty cool. If you're interested in building up your own, it's fairly inexpensive to get the parts, or you can get a hat that you can actually control a full computer, including like power cycle. So you're basically making an IPMI or the iDRAC if you're more into the Dell servers, mm-hmm. and then just plug this into a tower, which is kind of cool. So then you have that functionality in the future. So basically, you're taking a system that doesn't have something like an iDRAC or an IPMI device, mm-hmm. and I guess you're not getting all the functionality, but some of it. Right, I mean the the you're, remote you're KVM, things mm-hmm. like that. That's 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 valuable, right? Especially on Absolutely. on systems that maybe a system that you're supporting for someone. That's I, I assume that's why you want to do this for your your dad's. That's what I did it for my dad. So CNC, then I can plug right? it in. Yep, for the CNC <laughs> machine. Yeah. So got the thing taken care of, but now I've got it in my toolbox to where any point in time, theoretically, I could just put this into a Pelican case, ship it to an a relative. And since I've got it connecting back to my personal VPN, uh, then I can remote into it and help them fix it as long as they have internet connectivity and power. Pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. So that's what I've been doing. All right. So that's we pi, got about pikvm.org if anyone's interested. We we at the Iron Sysadmin obviously love Pi. Oh, yeah. I love so pi. pi. Pi is awesome. Pi is awesome. 29 minutes on my timer. Man, you're just like Mr. <laughs> German over there. What? Jamming! Come on, we're running out of time, guys. We're, we're running Get late. to the news! Because we actually stand a chance of getting the news done we tonight. We do, we do. Matter. We've got, by, by my calculation, we've got a half hour left. And so this is where I should start adding stories? No, don't add stories. Because you, you have a hard stop at nine, don't you? Do you need to leave? 
I'm doing okay so far. <laughs> no, we have, we have, tr we have three new stories. Yet, so yeah, we don't, we don't have a... <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and hit the purple button. We're going to go into the news. Purple button. Purple button. Purple, purple, purple button. It's a purple button song. Purple button, purple button, purple button, purple button, purple button. I haven't even looked at the. Uh... So there's there's two articles here I did not add. Did I? Add? No. I don't. I don't think I added either oh. of these. I did the second one. What's the What's the first one here? Oh. Um... The first one is the hacker with the yeah, goofy bluish greenish nail polish. Yeah, I see that. That's a weird weird picture. Usually hackers are in black hoodies. It was a weird picture. This one has nail polish. With, black, guess, with emo black fingernails. I guess I guess they're going for the, you know, the, the hackers aren't always men in black hoodies thing here. With chew, Or with chewed fingernails. So, Those are, that, that's a good... And that keyboard's not filthy enough. I'm going to fully admit no. that I don't know which co-host added this, and obviously they didn't make it to the show tonight. It wasn't me. So <laughs> maybe we don't cover this one, but... Uh, I was going to say... Well, no, uh, so oh, this, you know but this is actually, this is actually this an is interesting important. one. It sounds like a pretty interesting story, and I did hear some tell about this uh, in the news. So uh, it came from baynews9.com, which apparently is a, uh, a local Tampa, Florida... Clear. Florida man, yeah. Oh my gosh. He's singing Christmas carols now. Well, because it came. It came upon a midnight clear. February, man. It came upon a Bay News 9 website from Tampa, Florida. Florida, man. Always Florida, man. The top or the title is Hacker Changed Chemical Levels. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, folks, the 9.6% of my three philosophers is starting to catch up to me. Let me take another drink. Hacker changed chemical levels at Florida Water Treatment Plant, Sheriff says. Congratulations. Your your bourbon must be wearing off. Mm. Uh, so I, I did hear about this uh, only yeah. in passing, really, from, believe it or not, my father-in-law, who heard this on the okay. news, right? That's This was near the Super Bowl, according to what he told me, that yeah. someone had tampered with, uh, well, I guess at the time he told me that they suspected someone tampered with the water supply. Uh, but mm -hmm. I got to admit, I didn't read the article. So, so here's what happened. So, go ahead. Did go you did you speed read it? Go. Speed read it. I read it at a normal human intelligent dude while, pace. While if I that's was, speed reading, I guess. While I was rambling, you read it. Good job. <laughs> no, I read go. it before, actually. <laughs> so essentially what happened, at 8 o'clock in the morning, plant operator's drinking his coffee. He noticed someone's doing remote access. But he didn't think that's a whole lot of it because people that other people access the system remotely to troubleshoot problems. It was very brief access. And then at around 1.30 after lunch, maybe he's drinking a second cup, I don't know, um, someone was on it for about five minutes and they were opening various windows, doing, going to various control panels. And so then the dude went to the, he apparently went to the big dial that measures sodium hydroxide. And it's like the old joke about, you know, the laser used for eye surgery. Make sure that the surgeon sets the laser to cataract surgery, not melt tank. Well, the guy turned sodium hydroxide from um, uh, remove metal from drinking water to burn yeah. digestive tract out. Oh wow! Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's Normally, not good. <laughs> yeah, so sodium hydroxide, which is lye, is a normal additive 
don't, don't be like a crazy anti-vaxxer now. Oh, no, they put lye in drinking water. Yes, yes, they do. You do about 100 parts per million to, uh, to um, control the acidity of the water and remove certain metals. Well, the hacker increased it to, to 11,100 parts per million. So you're telling I guess that's me his... that he turned it up to 11? He did! Oh. He turned it up to 11,000! 11, <laughs> 11, Excellent Spinal Tap reference. <laughs> nice. And the, the employee, so the hacker did that, laughed evilly, and then disconnected. And the plan wow. operator's like, that ain't good, and then turned it back down to the right level. And apparently, um, now the sheriff, now, of course, the sheriff is going to say, no one was ever in any real danger. Um, because it takes about 24 to 36 hours for the water to hit the actual supply. It would obviously take a while for it to saturate. And there's apparently other sanity checks where the water is checked before it's released. We'd like to think that anyway. We'd like to think that the water processing plan is checking to make sure that there's not a like nice fat duke that someone took that's floating down into the clean water supply, right? Um, I mean, realistically, there probably are. It's just that it's such a tiny minuscule. No, I don't want to think about that. Don't want to think <laughs> that about that. Matter. No, it's <laughs> always checked. Turds never get in. Turds never get in. La 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 la. All right. Go to a private well. You're going to be now, better off. That's all I got to now, say. <laughs> even though they caught this, shit, I have city water. Even though they caught this, um. There is a criminal investigation that involves the FBI and the Secret Service oh, because obviously, oh, yeah. was this was this a domestic attack? Was it a was it a uh, an outside? You know, was it was it those pesky Ruskies? You know, who knows? The right. Chinese that was it the Yakuza because Nate didn't install his doorbell yet? You know, we don't know. So there's, That's it. There's some interesting takes on this as well because there's not been that much talk about blaming it to another nation which is usually really quick to come out. Absolutely. So that makes, it a, was a, Russia. It like... was a nation state actor. We were, it was an APT. So, right. They <laughs> haven't said that this time, which is interesting. We're gonna make, I think we can make a couple of assumptions, right? Because of the way it was described, this would be either using RDP or VNC. So I've got something to tell you on that. So they are saying early days it was RDP. Come to find out it was actually TeamViewer. Now, there are mixed stories on the team viewer uh, if they had it more secured or less secured or set a default password. That is part team viewer is what those good. is team viewer what the scam artists use to get you yes. to install on your computer Most so the they can. Does eat, anyone okay. legitimately use team viewer? So okay. no, I it's only for <laughs> no, it's only for hackers in hacks. India. <laughs> I thought the same thing. All right, for what it's worth, but literally when I was trying to get my dad's uh, CNC machine back up and running the legitimate company who owns this piece of software was using team viewer i'm like this has been so old why would you be doing that did you know that they actually have team viewer for every os out there including linux and FreeBSD? yeah it just seems like it's always at the root of the scam artists that's why right. i always wonder i agree whenever with i you. whenever i hear team viewer i'm like oh that's sketchy yeah yeah <laughs> just be done with it right yeah um so it was interesting. I ended up poking around at it because my dad couldn't run it on his old XP machine anymore. So trying to download that thing or get the newest uh, update was an issue. But to even, have this pop back up. I can't even imagine putting an XP system on the internet anymore. Did you actually like mm. open up a web browser on your XP box and download oh, TeamViewer? We, no, no, no. We, we have a whole debt. Trust me. We got the, <laughs> no, 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 not... no, 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 <laughs> no. 
This anyway. thing is on for all of that's, yeah. it, that's, that's a whole other thought. Of this subject. <laughs> Can't you power so, up a Raspberry Pi running Linux or something? Why do you have to use XP? <laughs> uh, trust me, Nate. This was the bane of my existence to try to get it upgraded. And they're like, hey, if you want to buy a new quarter million dollar machine, you're oh more than welcome gosh. to. But we will not upgrade your machine or your, so your what's, XP machine. Anyway. So what's the over under that this was either a recently fired employee so, who yeah, still right. had credentials Inside or even a, even, a, even a current employee who was maybe angry and got drunk or something? Yep. I, I absolutely think it has to do more with insider threat. This was, in my opinion, most likely a domestic to where it's somebody who was familiar with it. And if they were that close to the Super Bowl during the same time frame as the Super Bowl, it makes it seem like it's more planned. Um, other folks had brought that up saying if this was also the same one or the same waterline that would have been connected to Mar-a-Lago and come to find out, no, that was not the case. But it was very oh, close near the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, I see where you're going there. Yeah. It's a good yeah. thing we have a All real... Right. We have a real hacker on the podcast today. <laughs> Not a real hacker, man. Just Except very much into info. Other than the, other than those fake hacker hackers who think if they just type really fast, they'll break into the system. Yeah, well, we I mean, we, that is kind of how a fuzzer works. It's just you like that to your kid, like They're inhumanly. Your <laughs> yes, kids are awesome fuzzers. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. All right, so don't drink the water in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, or at least not in this specific very small window of time which time really didn't bottled water ever <laughs> your bottled water is orange what the hell is that because again uh so i'm on my uh my fast so i get to flavor it with zero calorie yada yada so i'm just drinking flavored water today it's okay everything's fine this is i don't fine. i don't want next story i don't want to derail but it's going to derail does fasting really work for me it actually has okay. um off and on to be honest with you so yeah everybody's body is different i'm gonna drink my beer yeah enjoy your beer man i'll enjoy mine tomorrow next time we have you on the show we're gonna make sure it's during a time when you don't have to fast <laughs> sounds like a plan <laughs> all right mark you included this next article about mr zuckerberg haven't you oh so, because i don't like mark zuckerberg so it's, so. it's from well i don't think most people do anyone mm -hmm. who uses facebook can't possibly like him uh so, so I'll just make sure not to point my quest, just get out of you there. So we're, we're good now. Go ahead. So this is from uh, Ars Technica, and it's Zuckerberg responds to Apple's privacy policies. We need to mm. inflict pain? Yeah. Yeah, right. so this this comes down to, to Apple um, adding a privacy feature where basically when you install an iOS app, it needs to ask the user for permission to track them with what's called the ID for advertiser tag across apps and websites, right? Um, that, cha that change in policy is already in Apple's terms of service if you're an app developer. In other words, if you're developing an app on an Apple device, you're agreeing to that, but it's not gonna be enforced until uh, early spring with iOS 14.5. And Facebook, I mean, their whole business model relies on that type of tracking. So they don't, you know, they don't want people to turn this off. Like, right. they, they, they obviously want people to leave this on. And so they started singing the blues and they, you know, they, they told their investors, expect falling revenues. And then they apparently ran a full page newspaper ad declaring the change would hurt small businesses. 
Now, <laughs> bullshit. What? Yeah. Small businesses like Facebook. And now they're and they're apparently exploring filing a lawsuit against Apple, saying that the smartphone makers' policies are anti-competitive because of this. So, basically, Cook, uh, Tim Cook, was asked. Um, there was apparently a scandal. Uh, if you remember from 2018 with Cambridge Analytica, yeah. there was this whole hoo-ha with Cambridge, Analy Cambridge Analytical and Facebook. We talked about that and, at um, on the podcast, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Cook publicly responded to that by saying that such a scandal would never happen to Apple because Apple does not treat its customers like products. And apparently when Zuckerberg ho heard that, his human face fell off temporarily and his evil <laughs> robot... <laughs> His evil robot eye lasers burned a hole into a picture of Tim Cook. Um, because they couldn't meet in person because of COVID, right? Right. <laughs> you know, and he basically, you know, Cook said when asked what he would do in Zuckerberg's position, he said, I wouldn't be in this situation. And he called Facebook's virgin invasion of privacy. And this apparently led Zuckerberg to see Apple as an opponent. So, so you know, Facebook... Facebook really feels that it has the right to to pull this nonsense. Yeah, right. Um, so I mean, it is their business model, right? And they and they It is never, their business model. They've never really been secretive about this. We right. are their product. If if you're a Facebook user, you are Facebook's product, right? Yeah. I mean, your your information, your 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 browsing habits for, you know, for example, or your your, the things you like and dislike and the things that you post and the things that you share, that's how they make money, right? So, yep. you know, I can understand why why Zuckerberg feels attacked by this. But on the other hand, yeah, he, he, I, I completely get the stance of Apple because Apple, I, I don't use Apple devices. I did try an iPhone for a little while. I've talked about that on the podcast. But mm -hmm. um, they do take a, a better approach toward privacy, than most other vendors do, right? Do. So I, right. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta credit them for that. They're calling so, back so, home so, a whole so lot less hurt, than an Android. Yeah. So Zuckerberg is now. He apparently told some employees close to him, "We need to inflict pain in his emotionless robotic voice," because he felt Tim Cook's comments were extremely glib and they upset my emotion chip. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> The emotion chips so, never go well. Haven't you seen a single episode of Star Trek? I, I've seen many episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> That's a very sensitive so, data, right? Yeah. So this, this, yeah, this nonsense, this nonsense just further cements me as a loyal Apple customer. I have my iPhone. Uh, I love their stance on privacy, the end-to-end -end encryption, and and I would. You know, I feel bad for folk who have invested in the Oculus VR technology landscape yeah. because Facebook has taken that over. I think you just cut poor Jscar deep. So I no, I, I sympathize. I feel bad for him, but and I keep wanting to divorce myself from Facebook, but I just can't see. I just can't quit you. You know, little broke so, back situation there. I wish I could quit you, Facebook. <laughs> when it comes to quests and being able to actually utilize the the quest too. Um, one of the, my buddies who actually lives in the Midwest uh, ended up picking one up. We created a fake Facebook account, right? The, the trick is with that is that you had to go through and create 
a profile like you're using it for OSINT or open source intelligence gathering, uh, whether you yeah. connect a temporary phone number to it and then a two-factor authentication like a YubiKey, and then they don't bother you. But the problem is, is- Yeah, but does Grandma know how to do that? Have you written the documentation so Grandma can do that? <laughs> See back <laughs> to our beginning. That's an excellent question. Well done. Um, both because uh, I don't care, I don't worry about I don't worry about the Josh Lowe scars in the world. I worry right. about Anne Agnes. Yeah, right. And the same one, the same one who's forwarding doing. who's forwarding all the nonsense memes that she yeah. that she believes every one of them because no one would ever write something down if it were fake. Right, right. But the other the other part to that is after you've created a Facebook account, okay, now you can get on and play your your Quest Two games. As soon as you start connecting with other people, whether they have fake aliases on Facebook, which is obviously against the terms of use, but um, if Bob was to do it, you're still connecting those profiles to each other, so you're not gaining anything more by having a fake alias. You're I mean, still you're, connected. you're protecting you, you're not protecting anybody else. Is the thing. Right. Yeah. Right. You are my but product. It's relational. It's I will relational. inflict pain. All the pains. Just give me the pain. Give me the pain. The Facebook pain. 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 Yeah, Talking I mean, about pain. I've, I've I have not, I have not out and out removed my Facebook account yet because I don't know that I ever will. But uh, I'm definitely not using it like I used to, just because it's. I don't know. I feel like in the past couple months, maybe the past mm -hmm. two years or so, it's really become just like a complete cesspool. Well, it's, and, it's bad. And, and, it's gotten bad. And I know I'm bad because I've got like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. I got the devil mark on one shoulder and the angel mark on the other. <laughs> and the angel mark is like, you should stop looking at Facebook. You should just, you know, and if you are on Facebook, just look at puppy dogs. And devil marks like, that person just paste, posted something. You should go stir that shit up really bad. <laughs> you, mean, you mean somebody's wrong on the internet? No. Yeah, yeah right. So... There's, there's an XKCD about this, isn't there? There is. Yep. I'll be right. There I'll is. be right there, honey. Someone's wrong on the internet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, so, the, so that that article amused me. The uh, the one about Zuckerberg. The approach I've taken to social media is one to remove myself from it as much as possible. You guys might remember. Well, Jay Scar might not, unless you listen to you the show where I talked me. about it. I talked about a book I I'm reading. You. Or a book I was reading. Um called Christians in the Age of Outrage. Remember you talking about it. And it. the the basic gist that I've gotten from this article or from this book is that you you don't necessarily have to remove yourself from social media, but you need to be more of a positive influence, right? Yes. Like that that's a really oversimplification. So if 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 anybody is really interested in what the book says, I recommend go out and buy it uh, and read it. But um yeah, basically, the, the concept there is stop being the guy that stirs the pot. Stop being the guy that is angered by everything you read on social media and start trying to contribute in a positive way to these conversations or avoiding the conversations that can't be contributed to in a positive way. Be the change you want to see, right? Right. So I've been trying to do that, and unfortunately, the way I'm doing that is by removing myself from Facebook because everything there is negative. That's why I like because Google you got Plus, people you like circles. me stirring the shit. Right, because you have people like Mark that are ruining it for everybody. <laughs> so anyway. I am the one who knocks. The one who knocks. 
So anyway, yeah, so, uh, Facebook, not a good place to be. Talking about not a good place to be. How about the, this LastPass thing? Yeah. How many of you guys got caught up in this thing? That's where I'm going. So What's up with that? I have mentioned that, Mark, do you use a password manager? I, I seem to remember you being no, one of my few friends I who just, doesn't. I just have a couple of passwords I use. I, I, I can't be bothered. Password reuse, man. Terrible. Oh, no. Okay. But they're all, <laughs> you just, they're all. You just broke Jay's card. <laughs> But I used to no. But listen, Jscar, everything that's important, everything that's important to me uses two factor. So it it legitimately, it legitimately doesn't matter if someone gets my password. No, it's still because I have two factor. It just doesn't matter as much. (laughs) If you lose your phone, tell me you have two different factors of two factor, right? I I'm good. I've been around the block, dude. I get it. I'm not knocking you. Don't take it as a personal offense. Mark feels I'm talking to you. We good. I feel personally attacked, and I've got to go slam Josh on Facebook. Uh, bye. That's a, I'll have to join Facebook first because I quit Facebook like 10 years ago. Good idea. I wish I could quit you. Good idea. Yeah, you got out when the getting out was good. No, yeah. no. I, I, so, and I probably should use a password manager, but, you know... So our last article for the night comes from directly from the LastPass blog. Now, some of you might remember, I don't know, it might be 10 years ago. Maybe it's more like five years ago. Uh, so LastPass, when they, when they first released, um, maybe not when they first released, but when I first started looking at LastPass, they had their web vault, which you could get through a browser extension, and then they had a mobile app. And the mobile app was only available if you paid for LastPass Premium. Right? It was like 12 bucks, right? It wasn't, it wasn't a lot much. of money, but at the time, I was definitely in a different financial situation than I'm in now. And even paying for 12 bucks a month, like anything that wasn't food <laughs> or like housing or utilities, I was rejecting, right? And then they, they changed the way they were doing uh, their mobile app. They offered mobile to anybody on their free tier, right? Yep. And that's when I got into LastPass. I, okay. I never, I never liked the idea that my passwords were being stored in the cloud. But right. I saw a presentation about LastPass and about how they like, I don't know, twelve times encrypt everything that goes into the vault, right? And your master password is the only thing that can decrypt that. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that convinced me, okay, this is the way I want to do this. I want a password manager that can synchronize across all my devices. Now the mobile right. app is free, and this is cool. So, um, but in the back of my head, I always thought they could take this away at any time. They could change the right. way they're doing stuff. Well, now they're changing the way they're doing stuff. So, uh, LastPass, in the meantime, between when I started using it and now, was purchased by, wasn't it like GoToMyPC or something? Uh, LogMeIn. LogMeIn. Because that's what I used to use instead of uh, <laughs> the other stuff that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> nice. So yeah. it was purchased by LogMeIn, and um, you know, at the time that it happened, I was worried, but things didn't really shake up too much. So I thought, okay, cool, I'm going to keep using LastPass until things go south. Um, things have started, in my opinion, to go south because this blog is basically about how they're changing their free tier plan. Now, in the meantime, I purchased LastPass Premium, right, mm-hmm. because I want to be able to share with my wife because there's certain passwords that we need to be able to share, especially if anything were ever to happen to me, things like bank account logins and stuff like that, like 
places that we pay our bills. That's the kind of thing that she's going to want to have access to. And they're not passwords that I even know. I use randomly generated passwords, 32 characters long. I couldn't tell you what these passwords are, or if I tried, I, rec I depend on my password vault to fill these in. Yep. So, um, anyway, LastPass is now changing the game for free users. Now, again, this doesn't affect me specifically, but it does make me worry about the future of LastPass. What they're doing now is if you have mixed logins between a desktop and a mobile client, that's not going to work on your free tier anymore. And basically what you're going to have to do is after, I think it was March, what is it? March 16th. March 16th. They're going to basically make you choose, right? So if you're a mobile user and you use nothing but mobile, not much is going to change for you, except that you're going to have to, you're going to have to basically declare that you're using mobile LastPass uh, or you're using desktop LastPass, right? And desktop would be the, the browser. You can still use it on unlimited uh, devices in whichever platform you choose, but you're going to have to pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. For me, that's kind of a game changer because I use it on desktop and I use it on mobile, right? Now, again, it's the synchronization I'm, that's part of the, the great part about it. Right. Again, I'm a LastPass premium user, so it doesn't affect me. My wife, however, who I share my passwords with, is still a free account, right? Mm-hmm. We don't pay for her account. We pay for my account because I have the ability to share with her. She didn't need a premium account, right? Right. So uh, basically what this means is my wife's account is going to work only on her mobile devices now instead of on her desktop and her mobile. And to me, that's kind of a big deal. So mm-hmm. um, personally, I've started looking at Bitwarden because I don't like where this is going and I don't like what this might mean for the future. Um, so, yeah. So I was also super leery about getting into password managers. I waited until LastPass actually got hacked. And then found out and looked at their disclosure, and they were upfront with it. Yeah, it was legit. They made sure to keep their hashes and their salts separate from each other. Where other folks who don't do that, you're just kidding, putting all the keys of the kingdom in one location. So, I was a late adopter to LastPass, but I think I've been using it for like four or five years now, and slowly gotten other folks onto it. I did the same thing. I bought and paid for it. Because I also wanted to turn on the two-factor authentication. Yep. And then I wanted to add my wife to be able to go through and get into any of the things. Because at that point in time, my job, I was traveling. If I got hit by a bus, then I wanted to make sure she could get into everything, right? And then starting to encourage like my mom, my dad, and my grandmother to go through and get on that. Mom uh, got into it, no problem. So I, like, I bought her um, a LastPass subscription. So, hey, let's just start putting everything in here. You've got the phone with the uh, the fingerprint reader, so you can do biometrics to get into your password. It it can be really convenient instead of them using the same password every place. You just create a new unique password everywhere you go. Yeah. And um yeah, this this move is unfortunate. I'm just coming up to my paid year. And I am going to honestly start looking at Bitwarden as well. Um, I know at work they had gone through and done Bitwarden. And then they also have gone through and done their code review for Bitwarden, which is awesome. So you can see where the parts are that were having issues, what they went and fixed. So it's not just open source. It's open source and verified because they had people go and check for vulnerabilities and then have them go fix that, which is awesome. The thing I like about Bitwarden, and they're not the only password manager that, that does this, but you can self-host your vault, 
which is yes. kind of cool. Uh, I didn't go that far because, again, my intention is to make this a thing that I could share with my wife. Right. And yep. I don't know the implications of self-hosting versus uh, just hosting in their cloud. Um, if one of those implications yeah. is that, you know, if I am hit by a bus and those servers get turned off because no one's there to manage them anymore, the vault goes away. I don't know if I want right. that to be a problem. So, you know, that's a thing to, to think about when you're self-hosting your password vault. But, um so, yeah, I mean, I'm not advocating that everyone switch away from LastPass, but I don't like this. I don't like that they're switching the way these terms work. Uh, it kind of concerns me, especially when it's, I mean, your passwords are kind of your life nowadays, right? They, they should be, right? Yeah. So, you know, but be aware. But at the same time, it's a free service, right? So we're, we're the product somewhere in here. So we either need yeah. to pay for it or we, we had our free lunch. Or a free beer. Right, right. <laughs> now it's so time to go find, I, find it other places. I imagine that this was a business case, right? And maybe making this move makes more people pay for LastPass. And more right. people paying for LastPass means that LastPass may live longer, right? Because they're making money. Right. So maybe it's not such a bad thing, but uh, it does... I don't know. Me, in the perspective that I'm looking at it, I, f I feel like I'm a little worried... For LastPass. I hear Mark's timer going off. <laughs> Mark's timer timer's off. Going and off. and <laughs> since I don't have a password manager in play, I really have nothing to say on this topic. <laughs> We're only Which makes me a little sad. Only at an hour and 56, Mark. Your timer is apparently faster than mine. Well, I was trying to give you a little bit of a buffer. <laughs> Wiggle space. Wiggle it. So, just a little bit. Get it down. If Wiggle you're using it. just Last a Pass. little bit, use LastPass. Wiggle it. If you're just no, a little no, no, bit, no, you're Orbit not Warden. You're not Wiggle listening, Mark. It. Just a little bit, or just write if the password you... down on a notebook next to your computer. Wiggle it. <laughs> just a little bit, or use your luggage combination. Wiggle it. Just one, two, three, four, one. five. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a kind of. That's the kind of code an idiot would use on their luggage. <laughs> it's my luggage combination. <laughs> what, co okay. what color is the Uncle Mark button? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, eh? uh, it's, it's rainbow color. No, it's light blue. All the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, if you're using LastPass free, you need to know that this change is coming. If you didn't know this change is coming... Well, you're going to want to Don't use LastPass free. Yeah. Yeah, right. So LastPass Premium is not expensive. Bad time still, to jump in. It still is not expensive. So if you mm -hmm. like LastPass, I, you know, go ahead, stick with it if you want to. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not telling people they need to switch away from LastPass. I'm simply saying that if you're using it free, <clears> you need to know this is coming. And it's really going to impact the way you're using LastPass. So valid so thing to, announcement. to keep in or, mind. At this point, go vote with your wallet. If you want to be able to continue using the service, right. go throw them a couple bucks. I think it's three bucks a month, or if you go to the family plan, it's four bucks a month. So yeah, it, go vote really, with your wallet. I'm, it really isn't expensive. Now, it used to be even cheaper, right? So the price has gone up since it was bought. Again, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Obviously, they're running a service that people need. Uh, that service costs money, right? So uh, I'm, I'm not the sort of guy that's going to tell you every time the price goes up, you should just you know, ditch them and find a different service. They must have their reasons, 
I hope it's not greed. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of our news. We're short on news tonight, which is probably a good thing because we're already at almost two hours. And, a minute and 30 seconds know, out of two hours. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of the way it is. So, uh, folks, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. Let me, let me find my show notes here so I can go through the, the, the usual closing. Uh, if you, if you want to watch us live, generally we're the second and fourth Thursday of every month. Obviously this, this episode has been an exception and next episode, I already said, we're probably not going to be doing just because life has gotten in the way. Um, but yeah, that'll be a thing. That'll be a thing to, to, to think about. We should be back mid March or end of March. This is the second episode in March. We should be back Boy, the our, of March. to our usual schedule. Uh, so we'll, we'll see you. Hopefully in about a month. If we can get an episode in the middle, that might happen. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm sorry. I can't make any promises. Um, if you do want to watch us live, you should go check out our YouTube channel. Or if you don't like YouTube, go check us out on Twitch because we multi-stream now. Uh, also, if you want to chat directly with us, you should go check out the Discord community. Again, there will be a link in the description. Plus, on ironsysadmin.com, you can you know go join the, the Discord community through there. Did I say it right, Mark? Discord? Discord. <laughs> I'm not even paying attention anymore. I'm, I'm just, just going to... Because I don't want to weep. You're just like... I mean, it sounded okay. You're like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right. You can find us on the socials. Uh, we're still on Facebook, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Uh, still not on MySpace. Slash Iron Sysadmin. I can't Sysadmin. to get us on MySpace. Twitter. <sighs> yeah, we're not on MySpace. Twitter.com slash Iron Sysadmin. Uh, you can, those are the, the primary ways to find us. We're not anywhere else. I'm just going to be honest. Live <laughs> journal? <laughs> you can subscribe to us wherever you find podcasts. And if you find that we're not listed somewhere, please let us know, and we'll try to get ourselves listed. And uh, if you want to support the show monetarily, you can do so via Patreon, patreon.com slash Iron Sysadmin. Or you can buy merch like the k-pop say <laughs> bring out the swag and with that folks i think we're done for the night so peace if, if any of you have final thoughts go ahead and get them out watch my stream watch twitch.tv rick term yeah watch watch, stream. watch mark stream watch me fly airplanes See, watch Thanks. watch the old man oh ramble. and i just picked up valheim that new survival game so i might do i might stream some of that valheim this viking valheim? survival game you 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 wait you're a viking in purgatory and you have to you, it's a survival game it's so, supposed to be it's really well rated so what so we're saying think like think like super violent minecraft with better graphics and vikings super violent minecraft with better graphics and vikings i you sold me that's totally great yeah, i was gonna say it's time to go buy it all right folks Thanks for having me on guys so uh apparently stream or squadcast is telling us we only have a few minutes left so we better end it here <laughs> yes I'm, what the I'm hell just, is I that? Was, it was it's so, like it was it's like, like are you really still going please stop it's close. stop you're filling my buffers my buffers <laughs> i just i thought it was super cool to have jay scar on yeah, rather than just me. being a rather than just being a little line in tech chat he's actually a person you can see that I is real yeah, this is really fun. So oh, that was a will... dumb noise. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's great hanging out with you guys as always. It's been and it's been fun having you on, chat. and you know maybe we'll make this a repeat thing. So uh, yay, right. yay, yay! Wait, oh, hold on. Discord. No, that was the wrong one. Whatever. <laughs> That's awesome.
Well All right, folks. We'll catch you on the next show, and have a good one. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, or, you know, whatever you're doing to consume the podcast. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Hopefully you're drinking. <laughs>